This podcast is brought to you by 3B, the mental wellbeing company, hosted by Claire and Sue, co-founders of 3B. When you've got your wellbeing mojo on, you're firing on all cylinders. You're accepting of whatever comes your way. You are being resilient. We believe that one size does not fit all, and we want you to discover your own wellbeing mojo. So join us on our podcast journey, where we'll be exploring the many different aspects of mental well-being, and hopefully you can learn what you need to get your well-being mojo on. Hello, welcome to Wellbeing Mojo. It's Sue here with a little note about this week's podcast. Now, Claire and I have recently started a radio show. It's a local community um, radio station over on the Wirral in the northwest of the UK, and we're really excited about it. Now, we've been recording our shows, we've only been doing it for a couple of weeks. And we've got guests, we've got discussions, and we thought it'd be really great to transfer the recordings onto our podcast. So for this next series, you're going to be hearing those discussions. It's all about well-being. It's all very relevant for Wellbeing Mojo. Um, our radio show is called Let's Talk Wellbeing because um, we're trying to encourage people to open up more about all the different aspects of our life that affect our mental well-being. So listen to this space. Hopefully you'll enjoy um, and do give us some feedback on what you'd like to hear on the radio and on the podcast. So without further ado, here's an extract from our discussion from last Thursday and it's our show, Let's Talk Wellbeing. Welcome back to Let's Talk Wellbeing. Um, You're here with Claire and Sue, and we're here with Janet, who's our special guest. Next up, it's Stress Awareness Month, still, for April, and we're going to be talking about stress. Our question today is, is there ever such a thing as good stress? Now, I don't know about you guys, but when I hear the word stress, it automatically starts me feeling a little bit prickly and a little bit, you know, kind of agitated. So, yeah, this idea of good stress, which I've been reading a little bit about and hearing a little bit about, I'm sort of, I'm not sure what I think about this. I know kind of medically, technically, there is such a thing as good stress, but I wonder if we could just kind of unpack that a little bit this afternoon and see what we, we all think. Claire. Yes. Is there such a thing as good stress? For me, personally, no. (laughs) Okay, right, that's the end of that conversation. Right, brilliant. (laughs) No, yes, I know that actually people say stress is good because it releases endorphins, it gets you going. And yeah, I can equate that to sort of like going into a room and talking to a room full of people. So like if it's to do with my business, I can do that. And I feel comfortable there is a little bit of stress. It's more about getting people to, you know, get what I'm talking about, understand that, getting that across. 
But I actually personally think that the word stress shouldn't be used in that kind of context. I think a different kind of word should be used instead so that we really know when that word stress is used, we really take notice. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes absolute sense to me. And I think I think language is so important, isn't yeah. it, when we're talking about our mental well-being? Um, and we use terms a lot. I think we were talking about this last week a little bit, weren't we? We were sort of saying, you know, we throw words around and we assume that other people know what we're talking about. We assume that we know what we're talking about. (laughs) (laughs) But actually, I think, you know, in our personal lives and in the workspace, it's really important to get a good grasp on, you know, and and define what we mean by words like stress. So there's a danger, I think, if we're, we're kind of talking about stress in a very general way, that we might kind of ignore it if someone's saying to us that they're feeling stressed when actually they're in distress they're in a real kind of serious situation I mean totally we know from going into businesses and and delivering our training on the mind matters we know that people will say you know they've got managers or they've got uh, team members going I feel stressed and very often they'll hear somebody else going yeah I'm stressed as well you know um, it's really bad isn't it and we're not then taking people at what they're saying. We're not really taking that on board. We're really dismissive of it. And I, th- I actually just think in society in general, are, are we all wearing stress as a badge of honour at times? I, I don't mean everybody is, but I do think, as I like to say, the word is banded around a lot because it is. It's sort of like, I think it's lost its meaning. It's really important that we've got Stress Awareness Month, but isn't that saying enough that this isn't just one day that we have every year? And we were saying last week about this Stress Awareness has been going on for... It's been going on about 30 years. Did you know that, Janet? No, I didn't realise it was that long, but I know what you're saying, especially with the um, good stress. I think there is, in a way, because, like, when you get married, that's a pretty good stress, but it's stressful. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> There's different yeah. things of like, and I, I think me as a nurse from working in theatres and doing open heart surgery and transplants, also working in A and E, I've I suppose I've been a what we call adrenaline junkie all my life, because and that is a stress, but it's a kind of good stress in a way, but it's more like associated with the adrenaline. You get yeah. the rushes, you get the, and it's stressful but you feel really good afterwards because you've done something worthwhile. You've saved a life, you've done something. So but, so there is, in a way, I think there are good stresses out there, but like you're right, stress has become like buzzword in a way yeah. of like everyone says, but when you're really stressed, that can be very like dangerous to your health yeah absolutely mm. i think what what i was kind of researching a little bit into this i found it quite interesting because what you're talking about there janet that kind of rush of adrenaline that focus maybe it comes from your job maybe it comes from a personal thing that's happening there's an anticipation there isn't there there's an excitement potentially sometimes if it particularly if it's something that we enjoy doing you know they liken it to people that are, enjoy riding roller coasters you know that kind of, which is not my kind of thing at all. Oh, but I I'm used much, to love that. You, you, you would love that, Claire. Yeah, yeah. that's my general interest. Yeah, I would be the one standing, uh, holding the bags and waving at everybody <laughs> from the ground, the safe ground. Um, but 
yeah, this idea of kind of the good stress, the use, they call it the eustress, eustress, and it's EU and then the word stress. Um, and the idea behind that is that, you know, you're kind of that, that sort of excitement, that's something, um, there's no threat or fear there. And I think that's, that's the difference, isn't it? And that's often something that maybe you've chosen, a situation you've chosen to put yourself into. So there's an element of control. Yeah. Um, and I think those factors are really, really significant. There are obviously kind of times in our life, you know, when we may experience that adrenaline rush, you know, like if we're suddenly potentially in danger. I don't know, have you ever been in that situation where you've gone to cross the road and then you've, you've kind of had a near miss, you know, or someone's kind of, you know, some, some people may have had kind of more exper uh, extreme examples of that. But, you know, that's kind of normal sorts of stress. Um, you know, and you go into a mode then where, you know, your instinct takes over, doesn't it? You go to protect yourself from danger. There's maybe a kind of like a rush. Um, but then potentially you get to recover from that afterwards. So that's that's kind of a, a stressful situation that might occur. I think what we're talking about when we, we're using this word stress, and I know from our work in organisations, it's that consistent feeling isn't it that heightened feeling where you're aware that you know maybe something's not quite right you're a little bit on edge or maybe you're a lot on edge um and you can't seem to kind of maybe calm down you can't seem to relax in the same way you know you're becoming very agitated easily maybe you're short with people um you're not yourself and i think it's that sustained kind of feeling mm -hmm. when we go into stress mode where we're constantly pushing ourselves, constantly stretching ourselves, and we don't ever get to kind of recover. We don't get to kind of come, you know, the elastic band is permanently kind of taut. We don't get to kind of release it back. And I think for me, when I really think of stress, that's what I think of. Yeah. I think the analogy of that elastic band we use a lot in our training and it is because if you really stretch that elastic band to its full capacity and keep it there for some time eventually when you let go of it it never goes back to its original shape it always has like a, maybe a kink in it or something so and what you're saying there yeah if we are in stress mode for too long and um, we never come back the same so actually what that means is we can then find other things stressful a lot earlier on because we've not got that capacity whereas if you stretch something if you stretch an elastic band and put it straight back it can go right back to shape and it that's the more for me that's the stretch which really fits with that elastic band there is a really good um, visual diagram that we use in our training that talks about there is that you know comfort zone there's the stretch period that people should go into because actually that's where you develop more. But actually, if you stay in stretch constantly, that's where it tips into into stress. And then it's, are you coming out? So that's really key. Do you come back from it? Janet? Yeah, I think as well, that's a good point. But also from a health perspective, if you have constant stress, then you realise because with the acid merge, you see it. You see people come in, and the first thing you ask if have they been doing anything different? Is there anything different in their lives? And you know a lot of illnesses and a lot of diseases that come from the stress. 
if they come in with anxiety, if they come in with pain, a lot of the time there's no physical uh, anything that can be found, but it doesn't mean that they're not feeling that pain. And a lot of it is from stress. You can get people with like the feeling they're having a heart attack, the feeling pain in the chest. And a lot of the times when all the investigations have been done and the heart's fine and everything, and it has been put down to stress because it's surprising what the brain and the body is such a big connection that we don't always mm. feel. Like, you know, if you're getting nervous, my stomach goes 10 to a dozen. Yeah. It's not, it's like, so it, I, I have it there in my kind of stomach, it's all tense. And a lot of the times people will have ailments, illnesses, and really it is down to the way they've dealt with that, what's going around them the environmental or what's being given to them at that time. Totally. I mean, I think that's really important, what you've just said. Our mind and body is connected. Uh, we can't function one without the other. So, yeah, whatever goes on in our mind is going to come out and you're holding yours in your stomach. Mine very much goes into my shoulders and my neck and I can feel it there and I get really, really tense and that's through stress. But that, that's the kind of thing I mean. So it's sort of like, that isn't good. That's never good for us. It's impacting our physical as well as our mental well-being. It can really have a detrimental effect. And it's not people's fault. And that's really key to say. So we might deal with it in the wrong way. But that's because we just need to learn something different. We need to learn to deal with it differently. But the word stress itself you know, should mean something. And I think in certain circumstances, it really does. In certain circumstances, people will listen to you. I just think it's been used so much, but it has really lost that impact when somebody says, I'm feeling stressed, that somebody doesn't go, are you all right? What is it I can do to help? Is there anything that I can support you with? Or do you just want to talk? And rather than that, we go to, yeah, yeah, I'm not feeling great either or I'm really stressed as well. It, and it, we hear it all the time, don't we? We do. And I think it's almost like there's an expectation. Modern life is stressful. We've all just accepted that. Yeah. We've got to get on with it. You know, we've got to pull our bootstraps up and just, you know, kind of... I don't want to, so No. <laughs> I don't want to pull up, pull up my big girl, put on my big girl pants and deal with stress because I actually don't think we need to. I really do. Yes, there are stress. There are stresses that come about and that is going to impact. But we can do something different and we can actually change how we think about things. So when stress isn't good, that's when we use that really key word. No, I, I think you're absolutely right. And you don't have to pull your bootstraps up, Claire. You don't have to put good. big old pants on. It's fine. Because actually, it's about finding what works for you. Yes. Because, you know, the more that you push something like that onto people and sort of say to people, oh, well, you just need to. Yeah. You just need to. It's that word just, isn't it? Little four-letter word. Little four -letter that really impacts yeah. on people, doesn't it? You know, it? and it's kind of, that, that could be the tipping point for some people can't it you know because you think well why can't I why, why don't I know what to do and I think it goes back to something Janet you were saying earlier about knowing yourself and that we've all got different you know kind of stress buckets yeah we talked about that a little bit last week didn't we where we were sort of saying you know we've all got a capacity to deal with things you know I know I can be very different just one day to the next day 
You know, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that something that bothered me on a Monday is going to bother me on a Thursday, you know. And, and I think it's kind of like giving yourself a little bit of leeway. And I loved what you were saying, Claire, about actually how we respond to others. Because a lot of our, the way that we're sort of encouraged, I suppose, we're, we're kind of a lot of the time pitted against one another, aren't we? We're sort of in competition with each other rather than tuning in and really listening, you know, to what others are telling us. So that example you gave there, you know, if someone's using the word stress, maybe it's about getting them to unpack what they mean by that. Mm. Is it really stress that they're experiencing? Or is it something else? Is it overwhelm? Are they feeling overloaded? Have they got an anxiousness about something, you know, a fear or is it just that, you know, there's just too much going on today and actually I'm a little bit hungry and I can't think straight because <laughs> that affects me a lot as well. <laughs> but actually when, so Janet, you were obviously talking about the coaching side of things that you want to support people with. And I think that's a really good tool because you usually find in coaching, the coach themselves doesn't speak very much. It's about listening and then going from wherever that person is and very often in communication we're more thinking about what we can say next in answer to so we're not really listening properly so as you as a coach you know me and Sue are coaches as well but a slightly different kind of coaches so within your kind of coaching I bet you you have that ability to be able to listen and then take it from where that person is really help them to unpack what the stress actually means for them yeah and i think with the coaching it's also what i've done for quite a long time especially like working in again in like an environment especially when people are coming in and a lot of the time when people did come in and you triaging those people and, and like the patient you realize a lot of it there was a lot more going on so you had to listen to what they said you had to listen to exactly what they really meant. They'd say one thing, but would probably be meaning another. I wouldn't say what was vital. And I think that's a lot of things that it is the listening skills. It is knowing, letting someone really say what they feel. I think a lot of the time, especially nowadays, the world's fast. And I was just thinking then, did we have as much stress years ago? Yeah. When you go back, did we live in such stress or is it because the world's become so, the technology, everyone's on the phone, everyone can get things so quick, everyone expects things so quick. Did we always have this stress or did we deal with it in a different way? Or did we not speak about it? Are we more open now? And I think that's over the years I found that like we are more open to emotions, we are more open to say, I'm stressed. Oh, yeah, so am I. Like, it's kind of, it's like mental health. Yeah. No one really talked about mental health, but now everyone talks about your mental health. How are you feeling? Mm. So, I, like, am I anything? What do you think of that? I, I just, what you were saying then, I think, is really key. I don't know, I genuinely don't know if we've got more stress now. I think there are very stressful things that occur for people. You know, we've got hiking, energy prices, uh, you know, 
just that on its own but never mind the war and everything else there's lots of things and because we hear news from all over the world as it's actually happening we never used to you know when I was born that didn't happen we knew what was going on in our town and that was about it you know and then maybe like the rest of the country but definitely not the world not as it happened you said something before in our first hour when we were interviewing you Janet that People want more of you, and especially us women, we're expected to deal with a lot of things. I don't know if it is just us women. I do think people expect more from people. Having a mobile phone, the amount of times where I'm like, well, I've rung you. Because you rung me, I'm expected to pick up. Why? Why are we expecting somebody when we've texted them to answer us within a set amount of time? You know, there's there's a lot of that that goes on. I think our expectations of instantaneous gratification whether that be hearing from somebody watching something I think that's had an impact it's it has definitely for me social media has a huge one for me as well so I think there are lots of different things that potentially we're still learning to live with you know because they're not going away social media is not going away it's learning how we need to deal with it personally because it is all about personal so I think there is that I I love the fact that you're saying you know we do talk more I think that is really key I do think there is still a stigma there is still a stigma with people talking about mental health and certain people and I'm, I'm going to say men here, you know, I do think there is a lot of the male population find it difficult to talk about their feelings. I really do. And, you know, that's really important for us to understand. You know, we're great at, be, at women, you know, having to be able to talk to each other and we've got that capacity. But I also know some people who won't talk because they feel like they've got to be you know, the strong ones, they've got to keep it all together, you know, so when they're going through it, they've been there through everybody else and they've got nobody to listen to them. And I think that's really, it is really important what you were just saying about if somebody's saying something to you, what's the underlying message that you're getting? Are you picking up something else from like their body language, their tone of voice of how they've said it? You know, you can always guarantee if I go, yeah, I'm fine. I'm really not fine. <laughs> you know, you can hear it. You can. You can really pick up on things, can't you, Janet? So even in that fast pace of the A&E that you're working in, you've got to try and pick up from people. And I think we can all do that. I think we could all do that better. Yeah. But I think that's really important for us to think about doing when we're talking to people. Yeah, I agree with you, Claire. I think we can all be better listeners you know, as, as professional coaches, three of us, you know, we'll know how important listening is. But actually, we can always do it better. Yeah. We can always tune in. Yeah, and I loved what you were saying too, Janet, about it. It's, it's kind of like everything's in layers and human beings are complex. You know, we don't always say what we mean. And then how we communicate that isn't always interpreted in the way that we intend for it to be. So, yeah, I think, you know, th there's a lot... There's a lot to being human in the 21st century. You know, there's a, there's a lot to it. We, we, we are, as I said earlier, we're all still works in progress. So, um, yeah, we're listening to Let's Talk Wellbeing with Claire and Sue. And we're talking about stress. 
We're raising awareness, as it's Stress Awareness Month this April, about, you know, stressing our lives, stressing our work, stressing our relationships. But we're talking particularly today about the term stress and about whether or not there's such a thing as good stress. So we've learned so far that medically, technically, good stress does exist. But what we're trying to sort of say is that actually we need to be clear when we're talking about stress. And when we say stress, we mean stress. Yeah. And that it shouldn't be a term that we just kind of bandy around, to use Claire's phrase, um, you know, kind of just willy-nilly, just really loosely, because I think that will then enable us to take more notice when people are talking to us about how they're feeling. And I think it, it kind of links really well with with our whole thing about what we where we come from at 3B. You know, we talked earlier with you, Janet, about, um, you know, how our emotions link so much to our, our mental well-being, don't they? And actually what we're feeling, is that what we're actually communicating? So what else do we think about stress awareness? I mean, you know, we mentioned earlier that this, this was a month that's been, uh, you know, kind of in place for the last 30 years, which I, you know, I don't know. I'm, I mean, it's always good to kind of maintain awareness about things, but it struck me that, you know, some of the things you were saying about um, before the song about modern life you know is it that we're kind of janet you're asking some great questions you know is it that we're kind of more tuned into this stuff is it that we're more willing to talk about it yes is it that our lives are actually more stressful and i think it's all of those things for me i think the answer is there you know in kind of all of the questions that you've asked because they're very pertinent um and i think this is all part of the stuff that we have to navigate as humans in the 21st century and particularly in 2022 you know with all the things that are going on everything that's been happening over the last couple of years I think there's been so much learning for each of us and uh, you know I think raising awareness around things like stress can kind of help us reflect a little bit you know on ourselves and think about okay well how do I deal with stress what are my triggers you know, what are the things that are going to, I know are going to sort of set me off? What are the things that are going to make it so that I'm in that consistent phase of feeling stressed? Do I know the difference between excitement, anticipation, just general worries of day-to-day life, and actually when I'm stressed? Um, Claire, would you say that you you know what your kind of stress triggers are? I would say I certainly know some of them. Mm. Yeah, very much so. I know on last week's, if anybody was listening, they heard me talking about when I used to deliver training many, many years ago and I would cut up blue tack to put on my flip chart and my blue tack had to be cut up in little squares and that was down the side of my flip chart and then once it got picked up, it was actually Sue who picked that up um, about the fact that I was doing this. I realised that was me trying to get some sort of control so I was clearly in stress mode and that got me to then start looking back at what was it? What's got me into stress? And when I don't have time for me, when I don't have my own time at some point, if I'm constantly getting bombarded with messages on my phone, having to like deal with stuff, talking to people, dealing with work, you know, the kind of things that we do day in, day out. If I don't have my own 
time because I am a, a bit of an introvert. I need, you know, to get some time on my own. If I don't have that, that's very much a stress trigger for me that can really send me off. And then what I find is my, my bucket's less then. So I'm already in stress mode, so my bucket's less. Janet, do you know do you know what I'm getting at with the buckets? Yeah. Can you understand that? Yeah, I could understand that. I could understand. Do you think, what about your bucket? I know I've survived on um, stress, I'm afraid, over the years. Like like I said, sometimes I've had the most stressful times at work, but I've survived on it in a way. I know that I do that. It was sometimes I'm at my best when I'm stressed, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah but it's, it does. it's a good stress, but I know when it's getting too much and then it's, it, am I being overwhelmed or is it really stress? Like we talked about before, you said, is the good stress? Yes, there is. I've had, like, where you've got that excitement of new jobs, of, like, planning a move. When I was going to Bermuda, I was so excited because it was the unknown. It was stressful. Oh, my goodness, me! i never forget an instant me and my father <laughs> absolutely blew up the day, two days before, because... They were getting stressed at me that still hadn't packed all my stuff. I had to clear all my flat out in London, like near London in Essex, where I was living, and we were all stressed. So there was that anticipation stress, and I was ner I'd never been so nervous as sitting at that airport with my three bags, knowing I didn't know where I was going. I'd never been to Bermuda. I didn't even know where it was at one stage. I had to look on the map because... I didn't, I, I just went. So I packed my whole life up that I knew and went. And I, I that was stressful because landing on that and not knowing where I was going, where I was living, what I was doing. Yeah, so I think I've survived over my years on stress, which isn't always good. But I know when it's been bad stress, when it's a time that I've really got to look after myself. And I'll make myself ill. Can I just share the to to you listening the fact that there is a difference in our buckets already because you were going away for three years and you were sat in an airport and you were feeling that kind of stress. And I will put it to my bucket, which is I was going to London for overnight with people that I worked weird but I'd never met because it was like all over the country and the amount of stress I got because a thing you probably don't know about me Janet is I have a habit of getting on the wrong train and ending up far away from where I should be going it's skill I have and that really sends me into stress mode when I have to go somewhere on my own like that and I'm not, I'm not a city girl. I am a, a village girl. I'm a countryside girl. But when I, I and I, I like going to cities every now and again with other people. But if I have to go on my own, the stress that I feel, I would say probably meets the stress that you were feeling. That That's the difference in buckets. And I think it's a really good example that of you're going to Bermuda for three years. I'd have had a meltdown. I wouldn't have been able to get on that plane. I can tell you that now. But, you know, there is just such a difference in how we approach things and what is within, or should I say, just without, just outside of our comfort zones. You know, so you were stretching yourself there, but it was still something that was within you to do. Me getting on a train to London is something within me to do. Getting on a plane to be me on my own, 
not something within me to do not I, I honestly it is and i'm okay with that i am okay with that but does that make does that make it easy to try and understand those buckets yeah i, th- I think it's a really good example actually it, what it's making me think about as well is how we really shouldn't judge people you know, and actually, we've got different capacities at different points in our life. For you, Janet, that was, you mentioned that was, it was almost like something you felt compelled to do. You you had to do it. It was like a calling or something was the way I interpreted it when I was listening to you earlier. Forgive me if I'm putting words in your mouth yeah. there. But, you know, whereas, yeah, so it was kind of like, however you were feeling, you were, you were going to see it through, you were going to do it. But I think, yeah, I, I think it's about accepting each other isn't it for what so you know like if we're in a relationship or if we're in a work situation and something is getting somebody else very very stressed and they're using that word in you know in the way that that we're saying to to value it in that way but you're not and you're kind of like oh what's what are you bothered about that for Mm. oh don't worry you know it'll just be and actually, that can just kind of pile it on to the other person a lot more, can't it? Yeah, because you use that word just again, yeah, obviously, on purpose. Totally, because I've had people go to me, oh, it's just a change, just get on it. And they don't realise, actually, the debilitating kind of stress that you can get with that, because it is silly. I know that. I know, it's, I know to uh, most people out there, they wouldn't understand it but that doesn't mean to say it's not real for me. So what you're saying there is, yeah, we we judge people and we judge people on where we are. That's a big thing. We judge them on our maps of the world. You know, what we think is the territory, what we think is okay. We judge people on that. And I share that with people now to go, there is no such thing as a stupid thing. You know, if you're feeling it, you're feeling it. Go with those emotions. Just because somebody else thinks you're overreacting or you shouldn't feel like that or you should just get on with something doesn't mean it's right. It invalidates their feelings and we shouldn't do that. No, we definitely shouldn't because actually in that moment all you're going to do is compound the feeling. You're not being a friend to that person. You're not being a, you know, a colleague to that person. You know, we talk a lot about showing more kindness, showing more compassion. These are actually the kind of everyday examples, you know, that we mean. And I think what you said there about we've all got different maps, we've all got different perspectives. I think if we can remember anything, if we're kind of raising awareness around stress and just anything to do with our mental well-being, it's that. That actually, you know, it's it's different for each and every one of us. And to just appreciate that about each other. Mm. Um, and to show that that kind of support to one another. Um, I have to say, if anybody's out there wants to kind of join in our uh, conversation here, um, we're having a little issue with um, some of the messages coming in, uh, but you could try and email us, studio at hcr923fm.com, or you can text us, start your message with hcr six double double six. You can also contact Claire and myself on our Facebook page, at 3B Wellbeing, and you could uh, message us there, post a comment about the show, how you're getting on, how it's if it's impacting for you, if there's anything that we're sharing here that resonates and that you find of interest. Okay, we'll be back after this. Think you need medical help right now and you're not sure what to do? Go straight to NHS 111. Call, go online, or use the NHS app. 
You'll answer questions about your symptoms and receive advice about what to do next and where to go. And, if needed, a healthcare professional will call you. NHS 111 is available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So, if you're not sure what to do, go straight to 111. Help us help you know what to do. You're listening to Claire and Sue and it's Let's Talk Wellbeing. So we're talking about stress, stress awareness. We've been talking about buckets. We've been talking about not judging each other. We've been talking about having that acceptance of ourselves and of others um, when we're discussing stress. And we're talking about how important it is to say when we use the word stress that that is actually what we mean. Claire, you mentioned something earlier when you were talking about something that we often share in our training, um, which is it's a really useful kind of visual mm. um, where we, we're looking at different zones that we can be in. And I think it's really important to be aware of our zones. You know, so we've got our kind you know, that sort of comfort zone. This is sort of where we, you know, where we reside, where everything's got our comfy slippers on. You know, we're kind of, we're all good here. We know what, we know what's going to be expected of us. But then you mentioned about the stretch zone, which is actually a really positive thing. And I think this is where we can experience some of the things that you were talking about, Janet, with the good stress, you know, with that kind of, you know, sort of that anticipation. We can maybe put ourselves in a situation where, oh, I've not done this before, but actually I really want to. So I want to kind of give myself that opportunity. So what we're doing in the stretch zone is we're experiencing growth. You know, we're, we're maybe having a new experience or we're kind of building on something that we've been wanting to learn about. So we're challenging ourselves a little bit, but it's not to our detriment. And I think going back to what we were saying earlier, we've also got that opportunity to kind of come back. So we're not permanently in stretch because that's unsustainable, like we were saying. It's about knowing that we can come back to our comfort zone. So what you were saying, Claire, before about, oh, if I don't get, you know, the time for you, that would be you kind of recharging, wouldn't it? That would be you kind of replenishing. Yeah, that's me as the elastic band coming back from being in that stretch mode or even being in a bit of a comfort zone. Yeah, it's it's enabling me to just, like you say, replenish, because I just, I love that word, replenish. It just really sounds good, but it is, it's like that topping up that we all need. And I'm a better coach if I do that. I'm a better coach if I've given myself some time and I've put myself in a really good place before I connect with my clients it, that's really important to me because when I'm with my clients, it's all about them. It shouldn't be about me. So I should not be in my head. And that is really important as a coach to do. So I'm, I'm coming straight from where they are and, and living with them kind of thing for that kind of brief point in time in that relationship. So, yes, coming back is my having time on my own is that coming back for me. Stretch is really important because... If we constantly stay in our comfort zone, we'll actually get bored and stagnate. And that's really not good for us. It's not healthy for us. So popping into the stretch zone is how I like to think about it. You popping into this stretch zone. I really like that. I'm just (laughs) going to pop into the stretch zone for a little bit. See you later. Yeah. And actually, but that's 
every time Janet was talking about when she was going into the A&E and all that, I was just saying, she is, she's popping into, she's popping into that stretch zone for her. She's popping into that place that brings you alive because you can't see it on radio but Janet comes alive when she's talking about it True. her face lights up she gets animated and you so you and that's just when you're talking about it so I can really imagine you you know being a bit like Tigger on speed when you're in A&E itself <laughs> is that right yeah it's, it is it's what I love doing I just love nursing full stop and I've always loved it but now obviously I want to bring that not nursing, but that kind of caring and profession out into people's homes and to where they are. And, yeah, I do come alive on that. And I, don't, I like the ticket on, on speed. I don't <laughs> think I'm that. But, yeah, I do zoom around a little bit. But, yeah, that's just my personality. But I do like the... I like when you say stretch out. and mm. Because, yeah, I do that a lot. And sometimes I put myself to learn things. I did that when I was away. I thought, I learnt the drums. I've never played the drums. Wow, fantastic. To do the drums. I went on stage doing a play. Never been on stage before. Thousand people. I was like, what am I doing? But it was something I'd always wanted to do. So, went paddleboard. It tried things that was stretching me. Stretching yeah. my band. Even my brother sent me zip lining on my 50th. And now I did not like that in the middle of <laughs> A forest in North Carolina but I did it yeah. and it was I could come back but yeah I understand that if you go too far out your comfort zone you have to be able to come back I think that's really key what you've just said there though that you tried something and you didn't like it so I think that's important so when you're going into your stretch zone you might find, I, I don't want that as part of my comfort zone, because actually that's what's going to happen. If you go into your stretch and you keep popping into it, maybe in the same kind of thing, you'll get used to that. You'll get more and more used to it. So, like, the first time I ever delivered training, I was a bag of nerves stood behind my flip chart stand to the point where I can stand up in front of 100 people with nothing in front of me. You know, it become part of my comfort zone. And what you're saying there is, so... You tried something, you went into that stretch because it's important to do that. And actually you figured out, I don't like that. I'm not going to be doing that again. But that's good. That's all learning, isn't it? And it's sort of like you've given it a go. You've given it a chance. I'm not saying you have to give everything a go. You know, there's some things I already know I don't want to do. I don't want to jump out of a plane. I know plenty of people who do. There might be a couple of people I want to push out of a plane, <laughs> especially when I'm in stress zone. But, you know... There, it's not something I know I will ever want to do, but there are other things like paddleboarding and stuff that I really think, oh, yeah, I'd like to try that. And then once I've done it, then you can find out whether that's something I'm going to keep on doing. I'm going to keep popping into that stretch and then it'll become like a part of my comfort zone. So I think that's really key. It's We don't have to like it, but you've tried something just to take yourself out of that comfort zone area. I love that because I think what it's sort of showing for me is our capacity to, to know ourselves and to own things about what we're thinking and feeling and to be able to choose for ourselves, not to feel pressure, you know, not to feel like you should be doing something or I'm just going to do something. You know, it's kind of like you're coming to it because you want to and then it's like you're kind of admitting, no, actually that wasn't for me. Yeah. And that's okay. 
because I think there's such a lot, you know, in, in our lives um, where we're kind of, you know, you were talking about social media earlier, you know, it's sort of all about what we're kind of showing to the outside world or what we're supposed to be seen to be doing, you know, and somebody else might be kind of, oh, well, how come you didn't enjoy that? I loved it because I'm not you, yeah. because we're completely different people. You know, and it's back to that kind of judgment thing again. So I think there's loads of things that we're talking about here. They're almost kind of like the little details, aren't they? You know, in our conversations, they're the ways that we're kind of thinking when we're speaking to others, when we're listening to others. You know, what are we, what conclusions are we sort of jumping to about ourselves and about other people? So it seems to me with this kind of awareness around stress, there's so much to it, which is maybe why we all need a whole month of <laughs> awareness. Um, but I think some of the little things that we can do is just sort of tune in and know ourselves better, but also be prepared to listen to others and and be a bit less judgy. Um, so we're kind of coming to the end of our chat here today. We've been talking about stress and, and raising some awareness for Stress Awareness Month. Um, I just wondered, you know, if either of you have any kind of final thoughts or, you know, any tips or anything that, you know, this conversation's got you thinking about, you know, here this afternoon with regard to stress and stress awareness. Claire? I think for me, um, I am even more resolute about we should use the word stress only for bad stress. And that way... If that word is mentioned, we can pick up on it. And I think I would just ask you out there to do that. If a friend, a family or a colleague tells you that they're feeling stressed, just take that and spend a little time like discussing that with them so that you really do listen to what's that said. And if it's you, reach out to somebody and tell them. And hopefully you'll get the same back for you as well. Oh, I love that, Claire. I think that's fantastic advice for people. Um, I'm going to take that on board myself. Thank you. Janet, is there anything that you'd like to kind of add there? It's similar to what Claire said, just be kind to each other and to listen to each other. I think in this past world we're in now and we don't always have that time just to stop, listen to what other people are saying. But more, more importantly, listen to yourself. Listen to how you feel and be good to yourself, I think, and take that time for yourself. Wow. Oh, I love that. Oh, so beautifully put. Yeah, listen to yourself. Taking notice of ourselves. You know, we're, we're thinking things and feeling things for a reason, aren't we? You know, and so that it's kind of like just taking a little bit of time just to apply a bit of curiosity about that, something we're really, really big on here at 3B. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us this afternoon. We're going to be back each and every Thursday, yeah. 12 till 2, to Let's Talk Wellbeing. If you'd like us to focus on a topic for wellbeing, you can actually contact us directly. Our email address is Claire and Sue at weare3b.org and you can connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at 3B Wellbeing and we'd really, really love to hear from you. Um, I'm not sure what we're talking about next week, Claire. We've got It's still Stress Awareness Month, isn't it? So I think we'll be taking a different angle. 
yes, on that. Yeah. So tune in to hear a little bit more about that. Um, thank you for being with us. I'd like to thank Janet, who's just been the most amazing guest. Such an inspirational story. I'm sensing that there's a lot more from Janet. Um, so we're definitely going to have her back as a guest in the future. So thank you very much, Janet, for joining us. So that was Janet Whitwell Casey from Whitestream Life Solutions. We look forward to hearing more about how your service develops. Okay, so we've been Claire and Sue, and this has been Let's Talk Wellbeing, and we will be back with you next week. Freebie, the mental wellbeing.